Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney couple Maggie and David Abrego Bellis about their wedding at Disneyland. And they had an interesting all-vegan focus to their wedding, so I thought you guys would like to hear how they were able to work with Disney to pull that off. So welcome, Maggie and David. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I know a lot of times dietary restrictions can be a big deal for people when they're planning a wedding, and Disney is always really good, just in the parks and in general, about accommodating those. So I think it's going to be interesting to hear about what they do when it comes to the case of a wedding. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, how did you guys decide that Disneyland is where you wanted to get married? Well, you know, Disneyland is such a special place for David and I, and we had one of our first dates there, and it was really where our love blossomed. So each time we thought about a wedding venue, we just kept coming back to Disneyland. Before we were married, we, we went to the park so many times, and a lot of times we wouldn't even go on rides. We would just walk around the park, soak up the atmosphere, and just feel young again, and our adult cares would drift away for a while. That's great. So then did your friends and family expect that you would get married there or were they surprised? How did they react? You know, they were incredibly supportive, which was a huge relief. Most of our family is out of town. And so I was worried that they'd be like, oh, Disneyland. But everyone close really recognized the symbolism of having our wedding at Disneyland. So they were really on board. And it's just such a great adventure for the guests to come and say like, Right, they're coming to Southern California for a wedding, but to come to Disneyland for the wedding, even if they're not going into the parks the next day at all, it's just so much more exciting. My entire family has loved Disney and Disneyland for years, and my sister and her family were especially excited to come out and experience the wedding and then experience the park the next day. Um, especially for the young kids, it's, it's kind of a, a treat, right, because then they know that, okay, even if the ceremony 
and the whole wedding experience isn't great for me. I get to go to the park the next day and right. have a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like the least boring wedding for a kid ever. Exactly. <laughs> How many guests did you guys have? We ended up right around 80. Okay, yeah. So now tell me a little bit about the locations that you chose for your ceremony and your reception. So we chose the more traditional venues of the Rose Court Garden Gazebo for our ceremony and the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion for our reception. For me, it was always important that we get married outdoors, somewhere where there was lots of trees and flowers. So that garden was perfect. And with the gazebo there, it's such a a soft and beautiful place at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And then how did you choose the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion for your reception? We decided that it was just one of the most beautiful spaces to have our reception. We really wanted to invoke a fairy tale theme and both of these venues combined really give that fairy tale feel and allowed us to really create our own fairy tale together. Right, because when you're inside the pavilion, you do feel a lot of magic in that room. And then also for me, when you look outside the window, you get to see this small version of that iconic Disneyland sign, which is above the pools that are right outside the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion. Right. And now that they've redone the pool area, it's so much more lush and beautiful. And you can see Trader Sam's with the tiki torches. And Yeah, it's really nice. And then one of the fun parts about the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion, too, is that as our reception was going on, we could see the fireworks from there. So a lot of our guests, as we were, we had a very big party kind of group. And so they turned around and were able to watch the fireworks. And it just sort of continued to feed into that. You know, we're at Disneyland. We're all having a great big party together. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever heard anyone mention that before, that you can actually see the fireworks from the Sleeping Beauty Pavilion. That's great. Yeah, it was so great. Now, did you guys have a Disney theme or any Disney touches? Or did you pretty much go with, our location is Disney enough? (laughs) Yeah, you know, we did mostly our location of Disney. We're doing our own fairy tale together and didn't have very many Disney touches. So we didn't have any characters. I'd say the only thing is that we did a callback to our favorite movie, which is Up, with the card box being a mailbox with our names on it, like in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, cufflinks on that said, uh, I do, and with a little Mickey head. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then Maggie's father, Moses, had cufflinks that were solid silver Mickey heads. Just small things, right, that you could look at and and you could kind of remind yourself. Right, and also great for photos. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we do have a lot of photos. uh, (laughs) Of those, yeah. yeah. Now tell me a little bit about the wedding planning process, especially since your focus was on vegan food. Sure. You know, one of the things that we definitely want to point out is how wonderful the entire process was. We were really surprised that Disneyland was so thoughtful and caring. They were so responsive. And we initially went in and did our tasting, and the food was phenomenal. And they paired us with a chef who was very health conscious. So the food that he made was really farm-to-table focused and not a lot of unnecessary ingredients. The sticking point was the cake, and we had to go back a second time for a tasting because they included an ingredient that I wasn't so happy about the first time. And so they were able to redo the cake and remove that ingredient and come up with 
a really delicious cake. And it was so funny because, you know, this is always the litmus test with people who aren't vegan, right? They're eating the cake and they're like, yeah, but the cake's not vegan, right? And I'm like, no, it is. It is 100% vegan and they just get fooled. So it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. What were your guests' reaction? Did they even know? Did you tell them in advance or were they just completely oblivious and had a great time? They knew and they know that I've been vegetarian most of my life and uh, Dave has been vegan for about four years. Three and a half. Yeah. And so they knew that there was probably not going to be any meat at the wedding, but it still caught them off guard when they had the desserts because they were so they were so scrumptious and delicious. So let me just add a couple of technical details that oh, I think no. are good to know. <laughs> Is that, um, in, in all the vegetable dishes that they prepared for us, there was not a lot of oil, which is fairly, you know, a fairly common mistake to make. You're making a lot of vegetables, you're just pouring on the oil to add the flavors. So that was one good thing that Disney did, was mm-hmm. not add too much oil. And then with, with the cakes, they, they actually made about four cakes for us before the one that won. And a lot of times with vegan cakes, they're very dense. And you know that they're a vegan cake because a lot of times the egg in the cake is what gives it that life and bounce. Mm-hmm. But somehow they gave it that life and that bounce. And so you didn't know that it was a vegan cake. Right. That's um, definitely true. Yeah. That's interesting. And are there any restrictions on the decorations? Like, can you not have fondant or anything like that when you're vegan? You know, the fondant, they were able to find a fondant that worked for us. I've heard sort of mixed reviews after our wedding. So I'm not sure exactly how that's working moving forward. Initially, we were only going to be able to do, you know, a vegan version of a buttercream, but they were able to find a fondant because I was, I was so sad that I couldn't have the type of design that I wanted and had always envisioned for my wedding cake just because it's a dietary restriction. So they worked really diligently to find something that worked for us. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was completely blown away. And you know, you hear that Disney goes above and beyond, so I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was so blown away as how much care and thought they put into each piece of it for us. That's great. So definitely no worries for anyone who's thinking of having a vegan focused wedding. Definitely not. And ask for what you want. You know, that's the best advice that I can give to anybody is we went in there and people were throwing out suggestions to us of like, how about this meal? Or what about a portobello mushroom steak? And Dave really loves sweet potato steaks. Mm -hmm. And so he came up with this concept for a dish and the chef totally ran with it. It was great. He pureed cauliflower on top of the steaks, mm-hmm. the, um, the sweet potato the steaks, sweet potato steaks. Right. and it looked like a burnt marshmallow, but it was actually cauliflower. Interesting. Yeah, it was very cool. Well, it was good. <laughs> so then it sounds like obviously food was one really important aspect. What were the other important aspects of the wedding where you focused your time and your budget? The text of the ceremony was actually very important to us. Maggie found um, an, an officiant. And she was just great. So she uh, asked us questions about, uh, you know, how we met, uh, the nature of our love for each other. And then she was a very poetic person, too. So she would draw in literary references and kind of weave our story with her poetic idea of our story together. The whole ceremony text just came out great. 
Yeah, that's that's true. It's and it's something that when you think about the wedding, of course, the ceremony is the most important part. But I feel like people get caught up in like, oh, the flowers, the linens, which sure are important, but the ceremony was was a really important part for us because it really was a time for us to showcase and put into words our love for one another and share that with our friends and family. That's true. And I think often people don't even think about the fact that they can customize that. They just think it has to be a certain way. Exactly. So then were there any aspects of planning that were less important where you saved your time or you saved money? Yeah, definitely. You know, the funny thing is that I originally wanted, you know, like really high end chairs. And I was looking at these really elaborate design chairs. And I eventually let that go. You know, it's like one of the things that you put on your initial planning phase and then just cross out later on. And then we also didn't do any programs, which saved us an enormous amount of time and energy. My dad has been in the catering business for a really long time. And he's always like, don't do programs, people just toss them out anyway, and it will save you weeks of design time. That's great. And that's interesting. Did your dad have any other input about catering or anything that helped any tips that would help? Yes, he kept telling me to stay relaxed and to not get caught up in all the things that I think I need to have there, that our guests are going to have a great time regardless because they're there to celebrate us and enjoy the the atmosphere and the party. So the idea of getting stuck on like, oh, the flowers don't look exactly how I pictured them. You know, the guests don't have your picture in their mind. They're just coming and taking in the experience all together. So not to get hung up on those little things. That's a great point. The other thing that uh, I had wanted, because I like to pretend that we're a king and a queen, is I wanted to get the trumpeter at some point in the ceremony and some big banners on either side of the gazebo, kind of like royal banners that announced the wedding, but it was far too expensive. So I I dropped that one. Yeah, (laughs) it likes to dream big. (laughs) Well, you know, if you'd gotten married at Disney World, they actually have thrones that you can rent to sit on. Wow. Wow. Renewal. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? Uh, you know, it's so hard to choose. This is a question that I think people get asked a lot. I know I definitely get asked a lot. And it's really hard to pinpoint one thing because overall the wedding was just so wonderful. Like I think back, we did a, a blind first look where we stood on either side of the frontier tower sign at the Disneyland hotel and exchanged gifts. And that was such a special moment. So, you know, the entire time that I didn't see you and I knew you were around, I was, it was so exciting to know that you were around in your wedding gown, but I couldn't see you. Yeah. It was really fun. (laughs) And so in a way, the best moment for me was the moment I saw you. It was so, it was just so great, you know, and that's the thing about a Disneyland wedding is there are all these wonderful moments you get to have. And then we're in the Los Angeles area. So we get to go back to Disneyland a lot and just, you know, peek around and look at the sites that we had for our wedding mm-hmm. and see if there's another couple getting married and, you know, it's just sharing their joy too. Yeah, that's true, because how often would you go back to, you know, a hotel ballroom or something where you had a wedding? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it is a hotel ballroom, right? But it doesn't feel that way at all. It never gives that, you know, sort of stuffy vibe. That's great. 
Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were mic'd for our vows so that uh, our, our guests could hear them. But um, the mic uh, went out during Maggie's vows. So the guests couldn't hear all the words that, uh, that she was saying. And they probably missed some of the words I was saying, too. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, though, I was mic'd for the videographer. So we have a perfect recording of what both of us said. Which, uh, which is good. I mean, that's, that's something we watch a lot. Yeah. And I really panicked when I realized that my mic had cut out because my mom, I just I felt so bad. She was like, oh, no, we can't hear her. And she was trying to get somebody's attention while I was mid-vow. And so I had to make that decision in my head to just keep going and that eventually everybody would calm down and I could see Dave was worried too. He kept moving the mic closer and closer mm. to me. And you know what? Again, just like my dad said, you you have these these things, quote unquote, go wrong, but you just keep rolling with it. Don't draw any more attention to it. And nobody remembers that. You know, my friends aren't like, oh, remember when your mic cut out during your vows? They're like, remember what a wonderful wedding you had and how great it was to be there with you. Definitely. Yeah. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Well, I mean, there were two things for me, actually. One, one was the dance, so our first dance, and not knowing if that was going to be smooth, not knowing if we were going to look a little bit like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, just enough <laughs> so that it wouldn't be we totally did. ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but that worked out well because I mean we had fun doing it. Yeah. And 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 the spin when I picked you up and spun you, the audience loved that. And I'm, yeah. And I love doing that. We did a full choreographed dance to Dean Martin's "On the Street Where You Live," and it was you know right up until the day before the wedding, we were like, I don't know if this is going to work out, and it ended up being really great. And that was a song that I had sung to you. On our first date, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. Did you guys take lessons or work with a choreographer? Or? We did. We yes. took lessons. <laughs> and it was, it's something that you do. And then you're like three weeks before your wedding, you're like, this is really what I decided to do three weeks before my wedding is try to learn how to dance. But it was great. It was really, I'm glad we did it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And for me, the only other thing I was worried about was that uh, my mom's kind of old, so and we were going to have her walk with my sister up the aisle as basically the first people to walk up the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid that maybe she would walk a little slow and wouldn't have enough music set aside for then the rest of us who followed. Right. But it turned out she, she was actually pretty uh, peppy. Yeah, she was. During she was, the entire she was, trip. So <laughs> excited to be there. She just wanted to get that boy to the altar. Yeah, exactly. Her last boy. Yeah. Uh, well then is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known then just like I said you know just don't make a a mountain out of a molehill just keep going with things and definitely try to build in some relaxation time for yourself and your future spouse because it's uh wedding planning can be stressful if you let it overwhelm you for me, I learned that uh, it would have been okay to wear a clip-on bow tie because I didn't really know how to tie a real one. <laughs> but it worked out well because Maggie's dad actually tied my tie for me. Oh, that's nice. And it was. It was, it was nice to have him there and working. And 
Yeah, those are some really great photos of my dad, you know, like fumbling around with the uh, with the bow tie, but they got it to work. So any other tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? It's your wedding and it's going to be beautiful and, you know, try not to stress out about it. And there's a lot of different ways to get Disney magic without needing to spend $100,000. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because we didn't even spend close to that. Right. (laughs) That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes. So our photos were featured on our photographer's website. Um, It's the White Rabbit Photo Boutique, which is Jenna Henderson, who's absolutely amazing. And we were also featured on the Disney Fairy Tale Wedding Blog. Well, Maggie and David, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it's been really instructive for anyone who's considering a Disneyland wedding, especially if they have dietary restrictions or they want to have something like a vegan wedding. So I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. We You're appreciate welcome. it too. Yeah, we thanks. We do appreciate it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.